0: This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David.
1: Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle's all about. Boy, we have a super special show for you today. We are broadcasting live from Nadia in New Orleans in the beautiful city of New Orleans. and we are at the largest lifestyle convention for couples. In the world, there's over 2,000 people here, and it's like almost a full takeover of uh, a couple of hotels. Uh, the Astor Crown Plaza. We've taken over some bars on Bourbon Street. It's just absolutely amazing. The whole French quarters so, is swarming with swingers, with swingers, and open-minded couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality. So on today's show, we're going to have Bob, one of the founders <laughs> of uh, and host of Nadia New Orleans, and one of the sexiest cities of North America discussing uh, on our show today, fulfilling fantasies and pushing boundaries. Mm -hmm. Exploring limits, all those things that are good for our relationship. Absolutely. We also are going to have the king and queen, the reigning king and queen of uh, 2017, Catherine and John. Uh, They're going to tell us all about their year as um, the royal family. We have um, Den. Who's going to be joined, Dan Tenham. We have a special, super special guest at the end of the show, uh, Jen Porter, who's going to uh, talk to us about her music and her upcoming um, new album. And then we have uh, Pasella and Matt, who are a very special couple from the UK who we're going to have a little chat with about their first experience looking in on um, a lifestyle convention.
0: Right now we're gonna start with Catherine and John. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is Catherine.
1: This is John and we're happy to be we're happy to be here. And Catherine is sitting here with her tiara on in a beautiful um, see-through outfit. We see her beautiful tits. Those are
0: royal tits.
1: Royal tits, absolutely yes. royal tits, and definitely. Queen
0: Catherine. Well. Please
2: refer to me as Queen, Queen Catherine. Catherine, excuse me. Queen Catherine. <laughs> and she has
1: appointed me the court jester. Yes. <laughs> so guys, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into the lifestyle.
2: Well, we've been together, married twenty-five years. John is my second husband, also the second man I ever had sex with. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's changed a lot since then. (laughs) And about, I guess about 12 years ago, we discovered the lifestyle, and we've been having
1: so much fun ever since. Now, it's very cool that you guys are have been in the lifestyle for 12 years, but you just celebrated your 25th anniversary together. So, John, tell us a little bit about your 25 years and what it's like being in the lifestyle, being swingers with Catherine.
3: Well, it's been a great 12 years. Uh, as she said, we've been married 25.
1: It's been a great
2: 25 years.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Right. 25. It's, it's been a great 25 years. We, we've had a great time together, and when we discovered the lifestyle, we really opened up our our experiences and our lifestyle experiences, and it's kind of broadened our horizons and made our life fun and sexy and uh, a lot different than when we were before a lifestyle couple. Uh-huh.
2: I mean, I truly believe that we're not made to be monogamous. I really do. I do believe, because we have children, that you're made to have a pair bond Somebody that helps you raise your children, helps you have your goals in life, helps you have your house and your home and your family. I want that one person. I don't want many person for that. I'm not polyamorous. I am just one, the paragon. But when it comes to sex, I just believe in monogamy is not it. <laughs> we get that. We get yeah, that. We, we understand that for well. 10
1: years. Now, now, how was that first experience, uh, twelve years ago, when you just like fell into the lifestyle?
3: Well, I, you actually kind of hit the nail on the head. We kind of did fall in the lifestyle. Catherine had actually found a calendar um, that had a mention about uh, lifestyle or swinging or whatever. We weren't, weren't quite sure exactly what that was.
2: It actually mentioned a lifestyle club called, called Colette's here in New Orleans.
1: Ah, we know Colette's. We yes. were with Jackie and John last night yes. who uh, own uh, not only Colette's here in New Orleans, but um, in
3: Houston and Dallas as well. Right. So uh, she bought this calendar, and uh, she went on the Internet and started researching the whole thing and found out that there was a club right down the street from our condo uh, here in New Orleans. And so we went one night, and, boy, that was kind of where it all happened, right, in, in one fell swoop.
2: The one thing I can say, the one mistake we did do that I wouldn't do again, I'd advise against is we didn't talk about it.
0: Uh-huh. Ah. Not before going into No. Flight.
2: We went there because we always have had a great time. We've always had a great sex life. Our sex life has always been number one in our life and very important. But we decided just go, you know, like the way you would go to a strip club or whatever. Let's
0: go. That's because you didn't know. I didn't know.
2: I didn't know. I didn't even know what swingers were. I always thought of them as like people with like hairy armpits and hairy (laughs) legs and a lot of tie-dye. I really did. I'm serious. It's like, I know I'm not trying to be funny. That's exactly what I thought it was. So when when I actually saw real swingers at a real club, everyone's dressed up, everyone looks beautiful, and I'm just talking like beautiful as in they try, and not necessarily everyone's a perfect 10, but everybody really tried to have fun and have a good time and look good, and that was our mistake, we didn't talk about it before we went there, so our first night was a little bit scary for me, maybe not for John, and we
1: talked about communication being so key, setting your your rules and you know going in and talking about those expectations
0: beforehand and setting some limits which is what you didn't do but do you have a fun experience that you want to share with the
1: world your favorite experience maybe your favorite
0: experience something that happened that was super sexy And and you
1: can't use the one we were at caliente together (laughs) and you fell off the chair while we were broadcasting our show
2: (laughs) actually one of our favorite experiences was about eight years ago we were down in desire we knew absolutely no one we decided to just like Go outside the box like not be protected. Let's go down there. Let's know no one and see what happens because I figure at least I know him. I know I can have good sex with him and we'll just have a sexy, fun time. So we went down to Desire and we met this couple named Matt and Renee. Mm -hmm. I won't say where they're from because I don't want to out them, (laughs) but uh, we met Matt and Renee and we hit it off with this couple. At this point, we were pretty inexperienced, you know. And we just absolutely hit it off with this couple. Since then, they have introduced us, and I am not exaggerating, to like 20 so beautiful, couples. 20 couples, which have been like our total best friends. And it has been so great because this one couple that we met have turned into 20 yeah, couples of that's lifelong great. friends everywhere that's amazing. It's and all, about the all of our friends you know locally are always like how do you know people in north carolina how do you know people in like minnesota how but do you they know people?"
0: You how you fucked them all
2: no they didn't ask that no <laughs> but it's been funny because it's like you just know so many people and everyone turns into your best friend it's wonderful
0: so, you're sitting here with your tiara on your head. Can you tell us the story of how you became king and queen last year at Naughty and Gnarlings?
3: Well, we were just attending the convention like we've done many times before. And uh, they have, of course, a big uh, dance on Saturday night. Everyone gets together, dresses up sexy, and looks beautiful, in which they normally announce a king and queen. But we've been to it many times before, and we've seen lots of kings and queens come and go. So, uh Right before they started announcing it, we thought, well, you know, we've seen this happen a million times.
2: I want to add one thing. We're both computer nerds, <laughs> so when you announce the king and the queen, kind of like a prom, we know there's no way we're going to be picked. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, what are we going to do? They're announcing the king and the queen.
3: So Catherine says, you know, they're going to announce somebody. It's not going to be us. Let's just uh, let's just go downstairs and have a drink. So we we left the ballroom, started heading down the elevator, and all of a sudden. The crowd broke out, and my phone starts ringing. Catherine's phone starts ringing. We have people yelling after us, says, "Come back! Come back! Come back! You're the king and queen," which we didn't believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, you thought that was a joke, and they were teasing you for know, fun. We, we, we gambled on it, and right. we, we, we raced back up the elevator right. uh, escalator and uh, into the ballroom. And sure enough, we were being announced as the king and queen uh, of, of of naughty. So, so it, was, the- it was it was a fantastic experience. Very cool.
2: And I actually was real excited because I never even went to my senior prom (laughs) and then like to all of a sudden be with 2,000 gorgeous people and then to be picked as queen and king. All
1: of them your servants
2: now. Oh, I know. They're all my servants. (laughs) It's like
1: they're all my royal servants. So now that you had all these royal servants, since you were crowned, what obligations have you fulfilled around the world, expanding the world of sexual freedom?
2: We have gone everywhere. Oh, thank goodness for that. Or, or maybe not. <laughs> we have actually talked to a lot of people. A lot of people have questions. And it's kind of funny when you hear the questions, because people are like, well, do you tell your family, and do you tell them this, and do you tell them that, and are you open about everything? And we're not. But I also said, you know, when it comes down to life, of my sex life, I don't share that with pe- my no, children. No, not. That's- I don't, moment. I don't share my sex life with my sisters and my mother. You just don't. Yeah. So, like, why would I share this with them? It's not something I share them with. I do
0: 100% share it with my husband. Mm-hmm. And your swinger friends, of course. You talk with them all the
2: time. Yeah, all
3: our swinger friends know pretty much everything about us.
0: <laughs>
1: so, Catherine, we've been chatting over the last couple of months, and tonight, or in the next couple of evenings, you're going to have to pass on your crown to the next naughty couple, both of you. Who are going to become queen and king. Tell us your thoughts and feelings about this. (laughs) Well. (laughs) (laughs) She just took out her boxing glove. I know. I
2: said to John. I said, I "I wasn't there when they announced that I was queen. And I totally want to be queen again. (laughs) And I want to be there when they announce it. I said, so I, as the queen, have to put the crown on the next queen. Well, you know what? I might not do it. (laughs) I said, and I've been talking to a lot of people here. And they're like, oh, you need to pull a tanya hardy yeah. oh. you need to take the next queen down
1: I, I so i'm thinking about it i heard they might be bringing in extra security and i do see that your tiara <laughs> is like a tie-wrapped road down to your whole body so you're it's really not coming off easy
2: david i don't think it's tie-wrapped i think it's concreted down Oh, there you
1: go it's
0: not going anywhere that's i'm sure. staying as queen So what, now- what about king you got the same experience you feel like you haven't had enough of being king
3: it was experience enough to watch Catherine, be excited about the experience, and it was fun by myself. And it's it's, it's been a lot of fun in the last year. She may not be ready to give it up, but I, I think I'm ready to, 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 pass the, to, to pass the crown along to another king. Now, how many naughtys have you been to? Jeez, almost since it started. It was started way out years and years and years ago out by the uh, New Orleans airport which we were going to, and eventually moved to the French Quarter. So I, I don't know how many years. It's been a long time.
0: I'd say 13 or 14. Wow,
3: that is yeah, a long sounds, time. And I, I could right. definitely
0: have contributed to the reason why they chose you or selected you as King & Quinn, mm-hmm. good representatives of the
1: whole lifestyle community. And, and tell us a little bit how it's changed over the last 12 or 13 years from where it used to be at the airport with a much smaller group to this takeover of the Asterkamp Plaza right, right. on can, Canal and Bourbon Street.
2: Well, here we are in New Orleans... And the the convention used to be out by the airport at a Holiday Inn. It was absolutely beautiful. I'm not trying to say it wasn't. But when you're in New Orleans, what do you think about? The first thing you think about? French French Quarter. Yes. Bourbon Street. Mm -hmm. And now here we are right on Bourbon Street. Every party is on Bourbon Street. Every restaurant is on Bourbon Street. And it's been absolutely fabulous. We have reservations tonight at 730.
0: We do. At a wonderful restaurant here on Bourbon Street. (laughs)
1: Because that's where we want to party tonight now you know we always talk about couples and relationships and pushing boundaries but it's so special that you guys are celebrating your 25th anniversary and you've actually Catherine, has planned this amazing getaway with john uh why don't you tell us a little bit about it and and you know what you're expecting from it because it's a little bit of a regular vacation tied in with a swinger vacation
3: well, you know, we, we are a swinger couple, but we, we highly value family and, and our children, and actually our grandchildren. So we had a 25th anniversary up, up in Atlanta, and it was, it was uh, put together and, and started by our children. Um, and we had an absolutely wonderful time up there, and it was great. But, you know, we look, also look forward to the, to the party here. Uh, because again, we have, we are swingers and we enjoy all of our swinger friends and all the lifestyle stuff that we do. So, uh, it was kind of a combined thing of, of a big family event. And then now we're in a, in a couple's event.
1: And then you're going on this amazing trip. We know.
3: Yeah. We're going on the luxury lifestyle yes.
2: convention, it's be not awesome. convention, vacation mm-hmm. in, uh, starts in Rome it's and we're going to actually, right? yes, it's a cruise ship. We fly over to Rome. But the first four days, John and I are going to take just the two of us in Venice, Italy. We think that would be very romantic. I mean, swinging is romantic, too. I'm not trying to say it's not. But, you know, you got to spend the time as a couple. And we always put our relationship first. So we want to spend some time, just the two of us, in Venice. And then at that point, we're going to go to Rome. And we're going to meet up with, like, eight different couples. And we're going to stay in Rome for three days and just tour around. We're all going to get together and talk about what we're going to do. And then we go on the eight-day cruise, lifestyle cruise with 150 couples. <laughs> nice. That's going to be
0: great. And I, I know that you don't really care what ports you stop in, but what is the itinerary? <laughs>
2: the itinerary, we leave out of Rome, we go to Florence, yes. and then we go to Monte Carlo, and then we head on to Cap Dog, which is in France and supposed to be the biggest nude beach in all the well, world. It's a nude city, actually. I can't, right? It's yes. a nude city. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay, I know the new is a nude beach. We're all excited. We've never been to any of these places. And then we end up in Ibiza, Spain. And then we go to we go to Barcelona, Spain.
1: And tell, nice. us, tell us, you know, this is a great vacation, the two of you on your 25th anniversary. How do you use this to strengthen your couple?
2: We definitely use it as like a combination of both. Once we get to Barcelona, then we have three more days. We decided just the two of us are going to stay together. So we combine it between the two of us. And then we combine it with friends. And it's just a great balance that we have found. Everyone finds a different balance. Like John talked about the whole balance with our kids and our grandkids and the fun we had up in Atlanta. That's fabulous. And we love that. Just as much as we love being here right now, being king and queen. I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just a balance of what we picked.
0: Right. And you're putting your relationship at the same level as your family and your jobs. And that's what makes life very,
1: very balanced. Definitely. All right, you have 30 seconds to say something about Naughty, about your 25th anniversary.
2: How
0: you're going to give up your crown. How you're
1: going to maybe give up your crown. Okay,
2: I'm totally not giving up my (laughs) crown. But anyway, we'll we'll go there if that's where you want to go. I would have to say, I don't care if you swap or you don't swap. Whatever you want to do in life, just come here. It is so much fun. The energy, everybody has a smile on their face. You cannot go anywhere Without a smile on her face. And where else can you go in life that everyone's so happy? That's That's what I would end with just the happiness. It really
1: is. Queen and King, Catherine and John, it was great having you on our show. We're going to see you a little bit later. And um, I know security is going to be around because uh, no cat fights
3: allowed in public. (laughs) Well, thank you. We appreciate uh, the invite. All
1: right. We're going to remind everybody that this is the sexy lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Today, one of our sponsors is B Vibe, dubbed as the Apple of Anal. B Vibe and its anal products are engaging couples to discover the amazing pleasures of anal play.
0: B Vibe's premium collection of anal sex toys feature different sizes to accommodate users of all shapes, sizes, and experience levels. Their high end designs for, and are couple friendly and body safe, and are designed ...designed to create an exceptional user experience. b vibe stands behind each item with an easy and to understand and hassle-free warranty.
1: All right. Now, we have a mega special guest. We are sitting here with the amazing, super talented and absolutely gorgeous Jen Porter.
4: Well, thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> so, Jen, above and beyond being our favorite piano player, brings your sexiness to the stage with her incredible voice, but more importantly, she gets us and she loves to perform for our crowd.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Her shows are interactive and fun
0: and very entertaining, of course, and I think she's the dirtiest piano bar show that you'll ever see. I hope so, because <laughs> I don't know what could be farther than me. Well, I know that if we ask you nicely, you might get topless, but you already are. I already am. Yeah, she I just a-
1: got completely body painted. So if you heard a bit of noise in the background, it was Jen getting body painted. And she, well, it was almost like getting blown. But they used a blow dryer <laughs> to dry the paint they were putting on her. And she has this amazing BDSM corset. Painted well, all over her. It's
0: for the Victorian steampunk
1: ball tonight. Well, so and it started out steampunk,
4: yes, but then Christina and I kept talking about who I am, yes, and I identify as a switch in BDSM. I'm both a dame and a submissive. So it, she said, "You're inspiring my art as we speak. It's it's turning more dame." I said, "Don't worry about it. It's great. I love Absolutely. it. I'm happy it's to spectacular. To, and to you represent. Lots,
0: you're bejeweled. I'm bejeweled.
4: Well. I yeah. love the concept of a yes. human body being bejeweled. I yes. feel like that's really neat. So yeah. And then she like shellacked it over the top. It looks
0: like it's like been covered
4: so they won't fall off. So it's latex paint to start with and she does a latex primer that's clear and then she does the colored paint over it and then there is literal glue that they use but the glue is being glued to the latex paint. So it's not really glued to my skin. Does that make
1: sense? So the beads will fall
4: off first. (laughs) I I had a
1: close up look
4: because (laughs) I did. I came real close and I saw
1: the beautiful tits and nipples and um, and he gets to blow on the nipple. I it's a, did, we need did, a little did. air to I dry did. the paint. And so Jen, and Jen is going to return the favor and blow me later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No problem. <laughs> so you know Jen's going to be playing tomorrow, and uh, yep. every night she auctions auctions off the towel she sits on.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that started actually at a girl bar in uh-huh. Milwaukee, yeah. where I was playing for a Pride weekend, and uh, I normally end up sitting on a leather bench. Like my entire life is sitting on a leather bench. Well. I'm working hard and energetic and under lights. And so if I wear short shorts or a short skirt, it's not comfortable to sweat on the leather bench. So that's really where the towel came from. But the joke at the end of that gig, and this was years ago before I identified his lifestyle. And I said, oh my gosh, we should auction this off. (laughs) Like for charity, like I'm going to sp- give the money to, you yeah, know, LGBT nice. uh, camp or something like right, that. You right. know, I do actually support Rainbow Camp, which is an LGBT camp. For so, sure. uh, Interestingly enough, that became part of my naughty show, where it was one of those things that I had done once as a lark, and um, though I am quite dirty in my shows in the Caribbean, I can't quite go all the way, as it were, with most <laughs> people. Well, the first time I worked on the couples cruise... It was Naughty Schoolgirl Night, so I had my little Catholic schoolgirl skirt, and I wore this really beautiful satin red balconette bra and and, uh, panty set. And uh, I said, okay, and I talked about the towel, and we put it down, and someone said, well, that's not fair. You can't wear panties.
6: Ah. And
4: I did a whole thing about standing up and Uh, pulling off the panties. (laughs) So then the same thing. It's it's one of those... um, it's a fetish, and it's funny for me to, throughout the show, sort of check the towel myself <laughs> and go, oh, yeah, it's starting to smell like me, and then pass it around the room nice. a little bit, and it's so interesting to see half of the people are sort of tittery uh-huh. and no thank you, and the other half are like,
1: yes, please, you know? <laughs> So Jack- really. Tell us about your music. I know that you had one of these Oh My God experiences meeting um, Tess and Bob in the British Virgin Islands. We were just with them on a sailing trip. They told us the trip. Yeah, we Why heard that you, whole story. Tell us yes. about your music, what happened, and then you can talk about your new upcoming album.
4: Sure, yeah. I, uh, I do write my own music, and in fact, um, Bob and Tess had seen me at a bar in Chicago mm-hmm. in about 2004, I think is how the story goes, mm-hmm. And um, they were sailing in the BVIs on a cruise that they do. It's only about five couples, as you know. Yeah. It's a very lovely boat. I love Barbie and Ken. They're uh-huh. great people.
6: Uh-huh.
4: Um, so here I am working in the British Virgin Islands, and they had seen my poster in a different location on the island but recognized my face and my name and said, oh, my gosh, you guys, these girl, this girl is amazing. We have to go see her tonight. So in come these four couples and the chef from the boat and uh, – Maybe one other single girl, mm-hmm. unicorn. Now I know, yes. but I didn't then. Uh-huh. So you know, they're having fun and they're sexy and just enjoying. And uh, you know, a lot of people I do think that they in had the buy island. Buy
0: your CD and they'd listen to it a hundred times. So right? they told yeah.
4: me that they yeah. they had said, "Oh my gosh, Jen, here's how this happened. We saw you years ago. We own your music. We loved you." I was like, "Wow, I think this not only makes my night but makes my year that this happened, uh, this little act of serendipity."
0: Was it a little bit creepy at first thinking where do these people come from and they pop out of the woods? Well, we heard they started no. singing your song.
4: Well, yeah, they did and they asked for or they asked for one of my songs too or something like that and I was like, "Wow." And so then we had that discussion and then I overheard one of the guys say oh, I don't want to drink too much tonight because I want to be good for so-and-so, and it wasn't his wife. Uh-huh. And I went, ding, 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 ding. Uh-huh. Now, I've been involved with the LGBT community for my entire life, my entire career. My uh-huh. best friend is gay. We live like Will and Grace. We've had an apartment uh-huh. together for 17 years, things like that. So then here we are. I said, wow, you guys are swingers. And, and they said, yeah. And I said, cool, I'm bisexual. That's awesome. And they said, we'd love to have you work for us sometime. And I did. Very, very That's how it cool. started last year. Uh, I worked my first couple's cruise with them in April, and I felt like I came out. I felt like I found my home. I oh. felt like I found my tribe with, with the people that just sat right down next to me. And well, I didn't pay attention. That's
1: right. So Tess and Bob just sat down. We're just telling the story about how you guys met in the BVIs. We're going to let Jen continue talking about her music and her new album, and then we're going to talk to Tess and Bob in a second. So keep going.
4: Well, I mean, that's the beautiful story of how I got into becoming Hopefully one of the good lifestyle entertainers. I'm I'm happy to be uh one of the newbies that's just free and open and out and able to talk about this lifestyle and talk about what we do and who we are. Um that didn't come out I think as much in my previous work. Um I do write my own music. I have four albums. Everything of course is at jenporter.com And uh the fifth album now that's coming out and has a song on it that Definitely points towards my newer um, predilections, as it were. Uh-huh. So uh, the, the chorus says, uh, are your hands aching to mark my skin? Is your mouth ready to taste my sin? Mm-hmm. May I feed myself to your wolf within? I'm your good girl. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Let's begin.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's so cool that you you found yourself. And, you know, Tess and Bob are the most amazing people out there. They're most low-key, down-to-earth genuine people that we know and we just spent you know a, a week or so with them in the BVI's really getting to know them and they they're like us they're all about the village mm-hmm. and when they told us The story about you and meeting you, and then when we spoke earlier today about you refinding yourself and your career relaunching and doing all your shows in the Caribbean, and now you're writing songs about BDSM.
4: And working at places like Hedonism in Jamaica and wanting to go work at Desire and working through couples' crews and wanting to work through other organizations and go to clubs and play a night in Wisconsin – at their club, local mm-hmm. club, because I'm in Chicago. So that I love that I've been able to see that sense of community that exists here. I just didn't know it existed.
1: And we're going to put out the challenge because our listeners know that we've written a movie, okay? And, and it's called Sex, Love, and Jealousy, and hopefully it'll be produced next year. But we're going to sit down and chat and would love for you to do some of the music for our movie.
4: Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about that. I'd love Wonderful to write some fit. music. We'd
1: love that,
4: for <laughs> sure. It's a great fit. I agree with you on that. Definitely, too. So when true. is your new album going to come out? Well, I... I was thinking it might be in the summertime, but here we are. It's the summertime, and uh, <laughs> that's kind of how things go, especially with creating an album. If you don't have a unlimited budget to just get things done when you need to, mm-hmm.
1: I work when I can. So I think October. Tell everybody. Hi. How- Find your music, buy your music, hear your music, hear you play, where do you travel, and um, then we'll talk to Tess and Bob.
4: Well, everything is available on iTunes and Spotify, though I make more money, obviously, if you buy my CD directly from me at JenPorter.com. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't make a living at my own music. I make a living traveling, working in the Caribbean, working in Europe, at piano bars, this one's just a bit naughtier when we get to do it through (laughs) lifestyle of course but not by much I I like to push people's envelopes you know Um, but yeah all the information all my social media everything can be connected
1: to at JenPorter.com beautiful thanks for having me Jen thank you so much for being here um, we're going to remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. We have a whole bunch of toys to give away. If you send us an email at ask at we're going to be doing a drawing uh, later on this week. Uh, we have some great toys by Ovo. Uh, Ovo. Samantha Brown was on our show last week. We have some stuff from, uh, from
0: B-Vibe as well. B-Vibe. Yes, uh, Alicia toys. Sinclair
1: yes. sent us some stuff. And Brian Sloan from Slap Happy has so, sent us yes. some toys. So
0: we have some wonderful sponsors for the toys
1: for this show. Right, so it's getting a little bit loud over here, so we're going to ask Tess and Bob to speak up a little bit. I don't know if they still have their voices, (laughs) but Tess, Bob, welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle. It's so great to have you here. Tess, we didn't even know you were going to make it because you hold down the fort here. (laughs) You are, I mean... You
6: are everything. I kidnapped her. <laughs> well, <laughs> he said, thank you me. very He's much.
7: She like, said, "Come now, Tess. You have to be right here, right now." And I had no idea where I was coming, but I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you give us a little bit of an overview of what's happening at Naughty today? What you see, what you hear.
7: Personally, I see everyone checking in and uh, getting their packages and smiling, But that should be done now, right? It's very close. Okay, we good. Have most everybody here—they've been going out. They've—they've they've been going to seminars all day. And yes. Been They've been going to the parties out on Bourbon Street all day. They've been I don't We were in a
1: parade yesterday.
7: I'm pretty Uh, sure they've been
1: drinking and fucking
0: a whole lot. I've
7: had a lot of people come up to me and say, I'm kinda sore today. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) right.
0: Yeah, we were and it wasn't from the cat the what do you call the cowboy the mechanical bull, that's what I was trying to say. We were
1: up in the playroom last night and it was amazing how the entrance fee to get in was a kiss to Bob. Oh, no,
7: exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, his he kissed. No, he didn't kiss.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank goodness. For Anyways, that. you know, there's so much history in New Orleans, and how Naughty has become a part of the the fiber of the city. How did you guys start this, and and it's grown to be so amazing?
6: Well, tell you, it started almost 20 years ago, and it started out in the suburbs. And everybody wanted, of course, to come down to New Orleans. And one day I was a little concerned if we brought them downtown, we'd lose them as a crowd. (laughs) But the truth is, we've been able to organize events. And so they're bebopping around the city in the French Quarter. But we're kind of showing them, hey, let's go check out this club. Let's go check out that club. And people appreciate it because the clubs are private. Yeah. And they can have fun and even take their tops off and get a little wild and not have to worry.
1: But but don't women normally take their tops off in New Orleans? Isn't that the whole beat thing?
6: You know, it is during Mardi Gras, but the rest of the year, it's...
1: Not so
0: much. much. Yeah, Uh, but they're only showing their boobs during Mardi Gras. They're not taking their tops off all the time. They're not walking around nude.
6: And I can tell you the clothes on the streets of Bourbon Street this week are much more risque than you normally see even during Mardi Gras. They are.
1: I mean, the parade yesterday, the sexual freedom parade was tremendous. Everybody was dressed in white. We had all our signs expressing our choices. And I think I threw, I don't know, thousands of beads beads to everybody. And everybody was saying, and and we're smiling, and we're happy. I mean, sex is very primal, and it makes people happy. Sure does. That's for sure. Yes, it does. Now you've got like five days scheduled of all
0: types of activities, seminars, workshops. That takes a ton of coordination, organization. You've got lots of volunteers that we've been seeing here. Do you want to take a moment to shout out to your volunteers and say thank you? Uh,
7: we couldn't do it without our volunteers. I mean, they really help us run the show. We we spend all year making all the plans and everything, but they really implement everything.
5: We mm-hmm. just
7: say, this is what needs to be done, and they run with it.
1: And it was, it was great last night seeing, um, you know, we're friends with Nancy and John. They were with us on, on the boat, and there were some people pushing too many boundaries fucking outside on the balconies and you know there's cocksucking that goes on here and there but you know they were on it and the yellow shirts when they walk in they didn't even have to tap anybody everybody respected the fact they went to the playrooms and went to their rooms and those playrooms are awesome so
6: why
0: not right I mean they're really really awesome
6: they are pretty amazing and and our team is like a family they're not just a family it it takes a village you know how they say Mm and we have a tremendous team that that helps put this on they work a lot of hours and and they're working while people are playing. Right. So yes. they're really giving up a lot of quality time here yes. in order to make sure everyone else has quality time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? And we know that the sexual freedom movement is really dear to your hearts, but tell us exactly what it means to you that you're celebrating the sexual freedom movement.
6: Well, it's changed over the years. I mean, we're seeing it come out publicly now for the first time as far as non-monogamy goes. We've seen gay pride parades, LGBT, but you just don't see parades or anything that deals with sexual non-monogamy. And I I think we're kind of at the forefront right now. You you saw the people's faces on the streets. Nobody was going, oh my God. Right, exactly. They were all smiling, happy, waving, cheering us on. And thumbs up. Lots of
0: thumbs up from the crowd.
6: I think it's 2017 now. Times are changing. And even regular people on the street are giving thumbs up, catching beads, and waving us and supporting us. Because no matter what they personally do, I think it's time to support sexual freedom and choice. Absolutely.
0: Now, I was carrying a sign that said, Great Sex Matters, and I posted that today on Facebook. And how many people shared that? It was crazy because it's true. Great sex matters, and we all need to have some. Absolutely.
1: And we talk about the sexy lifestyle all the time. And you guys are ambassadors, not of swinging, but of sexual freedom and the sexy lifestyle, which is any couple out there, um, same-sex, triads, uh, Polly, it doesn't
6: matter whatever works for any you any
1: type of lifestyle have great sex because great sex makes you feel good and it's so primal
6: I actually met a couple from Jakarta today they flew 25 hours to get here they've never even been to a house party before <laughs> and they sat down and they said we're a little bit overwhelmed and I said how can I help you They ended up going to a bunch of classes, and they said they've learned more in two days than they have in the last 10 years. Absolutely. And those are the kind of stories I like to hear.
0: But Mm -hmm. sexual education is necessary, and we just don't have enough of it anywhere. So these types of events help everybody who goes to the seminars. It's
6: a big part of this event and what we do. We think there's a responsibility to give back to the community where they don't just leave here having... A bunch of free parties on Bourbon Street. Right. But they're actually learning something and taking something home that they can be a better partner yes. to, their, to their other partner. For t- the rest
0: of the year, not just for today, not just for this week. They need to use those lessons they learn for the rest of their and partnership. And we
1: say all the time, we just had Catherine and John here who've been married 25 years. And they go to the seminars and we go to the seminars because if you don't keep learning, stasis equals death. It gets same old, same old. Very so quickly, why not continuously add spice to your sex life to keep it exciting? That is so
7: true, and I tell you to this day, I'm still teaching Bob new things, as
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's absolutely great. It is. <laughs> so, um, take a second, a minute or two, to tell us what's next on your calendar of events this year.
7: Well, next we are uh heading to Los Angeles. Right. We're doing a, a little uh, Naughty in L.A. party where it's a three-day little mini convention in uh, North Hollywood. We've taken over uh, the Garland Hotel, and we're having a mini Naughty party, which is immediately before our uh, couples cruise, which leaves. As soon as the L- Naughty in L.A. is over, we're getting on a ship. And we're going uh, to the,
0: Mexico. Going
7: to Mexico and, and having the entire ship is full ship charter with all adults, no kids. Clothing optional. Pool. Lots of seminars. Lots of uh, meet and greets. Lots of parties.
5: It, it, it's so
1: play rooms it, it, It's, an, it's so it's so amazing how you guys tie in the education, the partying the fucking and above and all entertainment. making new friends. Yes, absolutely. People here socializing. We see people who haven't seen their other lifestyle friends in years. They're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you and other people who they're just talking to in the elevator who they might be fucking two hours later but have now <laughs> made a friend for life.
6: You know, it's funny. I've been to a lot of conventions, and when you register, you go in, you get your badge, you walk out the door. Our registration takes forever <laughs> because people come in, and they see old friends, That's they right. make new friends, and they go, Wait, I saw you on the Facebook group, and they don't even know them, <laughs> right. but they're talking, they're chatting, and uh, comparing boobs. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> well, of course, we get that here because so many people know us, especially through Facebook, and they all want to say hi, so it's great. We get one after the other after the other. It's wonderful. We want to thank you guys for taking the time. We know you're crazy busy. I know you kidnapped you, and I know you've got more people <laughs> waiting for you to get back tests, but thank you so much for being with us today. We're so happy to be here ourselves, and we're and happy we'll, to promote the sexual freedom And we freedom will see movement. you a little
1: bit later at the Steampunk Ball. Yes. That's going to be tremendous.
6: Thank you guys for coming. We look forward to seeing more of your shows.
1: All righty. Thank so, you. So, we're going to remind everybody, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. This portion of the show is brought to you by... As a matter of fact, couple screws. Couple screws, there you go. And mm-hmm. you just got the uh,
0: the advertisement for it from the horse's mouth. So and that means re- we heard
1: exactly what's happening. Absolutely. And we're going to remind everybody again to send us an email at ask at for a chance We've to win. We have
0: lots of prizes lots to of give away. Sexy
1: toys. Beautiful ovo prizes. We've got some
0: B vibes as well. So send us uh, your email, and that's how you're going to get entered into the contest.
1: Right. So now. We have a very interesting couple who've come way over from the other side of the pond,
0: <laughs> which is not really that far away. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, so we're going to introduce you, Paisla and Matt. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, which is Newsdog Media, and how you guys and why you guys are here? How let's you start with that. being
1: here, and they are a married couple.
0: Yes. Let's start with that.
5: Hello there. Thank you very much for having us. I hope you can hear me over all this racket in here. Okay, um,
1: if anybody out there doesn't get it, he's speaking English. <laughs> he is really speaking English. Go ahead, Matt.
5: Um, so, Paisler and I uh, have flown all the way out here uh, just to cover this event. Um, we have been very kindly invited um, to, to basically cover the event, maybe feature some couples uh, including ourselves uh, in articles uh, we work for all sorts of sort of newspapers and websites um, and we actually have a bit of a history of sort of covering polyamory and swinging and yeah we, we
8: love swingers so you found we a love niche swingers. for yourselves yeah. and it
5: seems yeah. interesting yeah okay. yeah i think we've got a bit of a reputation actually <laughs> yeah. for, uh, covering this uh, yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, yeah. We, I
8: mean, to be honest, we, I didn't I didn't know what, before I started journalism, I didn't know what swinging was, I didn't know what polyamory was, I thought it was you know, monogamy, marriage, that is that is what you did, that's the only lifestyle that was kind of available um, to you, so it is really, it, it's really kind of, it's really amazing just being here and actually seeing kind of the people we've talked about.
1: It is, and you guys have written lots of articles and documented the swinging lifestyle and now well it's your first time at this amazing event and you couldn't have chosen a better event because there's so many different people from different um, cultures and different demographics. What do you think?
8: Um, well I mean we're complete we're complete novices I mean to this lifestyle we've never swung before but I think what completely astounded me was, how many couples there are here? I mean, a thousand couples, yep. and as you said, I mean, from all over the world, every single age group. And when I was like M- Matt, I think they're, I think they're taking over New Orleans. Like <laughs> the swingers are taking over, basically.
1: Now, there's always this thought out there that a vanilla couple like you guys, mm. you don't swing, you're obviously sexually open-minded comes to an event like this, and the first thing that happens is either you walk in the door and someone wants to fuck you, or your husband's going to say, go, go do it, go do it. <laughs> have you experienced any of that?
8: Uh, yes. I think the first time I went into um, the bar yesterday, I think three couples came up to me and, and kind of had a little flair, spoke to me, told but, me I was cute.
0: But but they were expecting have... that you they were swingers because everyone else yeah. here is as well, Of right? course
1: but people nobody, nobody
0: ripped
5: off your clothes no and, you in the bar. And, and
8: to be honest I just ended up having really long conversations with all these people
5: uh, yeah and people have been very very nice and very respectful and you know it's actually just been a really good party atmosphere you know it doesn't matter if you're vanilla like us um, you know you can just come here and have a great time
0: So I'm assuming that with all the interview process that you've done with many couples that you've talked to, that you've actually learned some new things today and this week. Tell us a little bit about something that might be striking that you just didn't know.
5: Well, we just met a woman who can orgasm just by giving a hug. So I certainly did not know that was possible. (laughs) Uh, And she gave uh, me
8: a hug. And it was it was a bit better than most hugs I've got. Uh-huh. I'll be honest. I'm intrigued. So, what
0: is so different about it that makes people orgasm she, she that was, way? She
8: was kind of um, moving her belly at the same time, and it was it was hitting parts of me I I'd, I'd never I'd never felt before. And I think you know I heard Bob and Tess just talking about how important it is to learn to keep on learning. You just I think you have the honeymoon period when you first get together, and then you just you don't know, think about learning about sex. And, Trying to improve and think about new kind of aspects, but that's definitely what I'm learning from from this um, from this kind of convention. And so, so during far. the
0: honeymoon period, when all those hormones are flying mm. and everything is great and your sex life is great, and then those hormones start fading and the sex life starts fading, well, these kinds of events is what brings it back to the surface. Do you can you imagine that in your sex life now? How it maybe if you implemented some new things that you've learned here, that perhaps that might happen to you guys as well.
1: And we're not talking about becoming swingers but just uh, being sexually open-minded and you know being maybe voyeurs or exhibitionists Mm. or stuff like that well you know
5: the british have a bit of a reputation for having a stiff upper lip right (laughs) yeah right so it's actually it is really good to hear people talking in such open terms and you know you can see how it could be beneficial to one sex life um, and so I think we'll take that away from it. Yeah, I, think. I mean, but play-
0: you might be surprised at how many swingers there are in the UK. It's oh, a yeah, massive, really? massive community.
8: Well, they're, ve- yes. they're awfully quiet, I have to say.
5: <laughs> they're not they taking over the cities high. while <laughs> they are here.
8: But I mean, I'm definitely. Everyone keeps telling me about these playrooms, and I am, I'm, I'm certainly curious. I think I need to have a. I think we need to have a little look you and see what it's absolutely. about.
1: Absolutely, and the playrooms are not. Um they don't they're not dangerous. They're very not intimidating. they're not intimidating. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, baby. Um, and you know 50% of people who come to any lifestyle event don't necessarily swing. Or they partners. or swap partners. Right. They come here for the sexual eroticism. So you'll go up into the playroom mm. and you'll go into mm-hmm. one of the beds because you guys want to try it. But nobody's going to bother you. You close the curtains and you have great sex, just the two of you. But you hear all the beautiful, sexy sounds of everybody else coming and orgasming or getting there. And it just makes your sex
0: more intense. But I do want to tell you that if you wanted to go visit the playrooms, you have to get naked to go in there, which is fine. You can put a towel on or your Mm. lingerie and just wander around and look for the first time. That's absolutely fine. And that's, you do not have to take on a bed and play with anybody or even your husband. If you want to just look, that's also fine. We yeah. had people
5: watching us last yes. night.
8: Oh, yeah, you went last night.
5: I, <laughs> and, that, and that's such an experience, right? And yeah. you know, I bet you there's lots of people out there who would like to and probably should experience this kind of I thing. I mean, right?
8: I know our friends are going to be just ready, waiting to hear like, all the gossip. I mean, these are kind of experiences lots of other couples probably sadly will never get to. Experience, Right.
1: And you know, isn't that sad that, and we talk about fantasies all the time, that people out there aren't talking with each other about their fantasies. Because we just spoke, you know, to Tess and Bob about what these events do for couples and how they make people push their boundaries and, and talk about sex, which couples really don't do. And we believe that. Uh, relationships begin and end in the bedroom because you have to talk about sex when we talk about talking about sex it's not I want to fuck you it's I want to have sex I want to eat your pussy I want to suck your cock and then you have great sex and you tell your partner okay you know what I like when you lick my clit like that stay there longer don't go so quick you want to tell the uh, elevator story
0: I want to hear an elevator (laughs) story. The clit is not just the button that you see at the top of the the pussy. The clit is actually a much bigger organ that's on the inside. So we say, don't just push the clit like it's a button, like an elevator button, because it won't come any faster if you keep pushing it. You know,
1: if you push the button, the elevator doesn't come faster. So if you push the clit, the woman doesn't come very much faster. But you know, you have to talk about it. So we always talk about the need for people to talk about sex. So when you go back home. And you talk to your friends, even though they're in couples, just say, you know, guys, talk to each other about fantasies. You know, we, men always have a fantasy about having a threesome. Well, you know, women do too. Mm. And sometimes the threesome is with two guys. Yeah. Right?
8: I, I mean, I mean, certainly just from speaking to swingers and doing articles about swingers um, and people in the lifestyle, we've had conversations that we've never, I'm sure lots of our friends who are vanilla couples would never have had. And, you know, we've definitely.
5: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many of the people that we have spoken to, it has normalised it for us. Uh, because you know they're they're really great people. A lot of the people you know who have uh, this a triad or they're poly, and um, yeah, it just opens our eyes.
0: And that terminology is not something you would use in a normal conversation at home or on the subway or, or normally,
5: right? It's normal for us though. Like we talk about uh, that, uh, the those kinds of relationships all the time.
1: Yeah. We um, um when we talk to uh, non swinger couples and we use the word vanilla and they go vanilla yeah you know like <laughs> the muggles in Harry Potter <laughs> you know yeah it. Is, yeah it is you know, so now we just spoke about fantasies a little bit you've been here you've spoken to our friends Michael and Holly and Jackie and John have you guys come up with any fantasies and new fantasy that you might want to fulfill while
5: you're here. Um well, you know, we've been really busy uh, interviewing people, so I guess maybe we haven't had the time, but hopefully, you know, we'll take something away. You know, yeah, that, that is, is cool. just a <laughs>
1: sucky answer. <laughs> <laughs> you just bailed on my question. <laughs> you, you <did>. Okay. <laughs> uh, um I'm gonna turn over here. Go ahead.
8: Um I mean a hug that gives me an orgasm would be good. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice. you need to work on, to work on that. Well, yeah. What
1: about toys? Do you guys have any toys at home?
8: Yes. Um, um, yeah, we do. We do have toys. I mean, your selection here seems splendid. When when,
5: when Peso and I met, she had a, a big box full of vibrators stolen from her.
8: Yeah, by
0: oh,
1: my no. whole
5: collection disappeared. Yeah. Matt, why did you steal her toys? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to try them myself without anyone knowing. <laughs>
0: I just want to reflect back on that fantasy thing. You know that all your fantasies don't have to come true. You can create fantasies and images in your head. You can talk about them. It gets the juices flowing. Hmm. But it's not that the fantasies have to come true. So I know he did ask you if there's something you want to fulfill while you're here. But it's also fun to talk about things that you know you're never going to fulfill. But it,
1: but they're also fun to talk about. And And one of those things you can do is when you go up into the playroom... And like Carol said, you don't necessarily have to play, but you see a couple or two couples or three couples, because our favorite is foursomes and moresomes, so you put the more people on the bed naked, the better. And you see what they're doing, and then you go back and you have great sex, and that's your fantasy. You know, did you see that woman who had sucking two cocks at the same time, or double penetration? It doesn't mean you have to do it, but you're replaying it, and it's keeping the both of you aroused.
8: I mean, just you never know, I guess. After.
5: well we we are yet to experience it so who knows?
8: Yeah.
0: Tell us a little bit more about those articles that you've been writing and learning, all the things that you have, and now it's normalized your discussions, but what kind of articles are those?
8: I mean, initially we were doing a lot of um, articles at polyamorous couples, so triads, um, like a lesbian threesome that got married. In England. Um, It was actually in America, so we came to Boston. Most of our stories have been about Americans, only a few have been about British people.
0: Does it make it more interesting when it's Americans that do this crazy stuff? No. (laughs)
5: <laughs> no, it's just it's just happen- so happened that they, those are the case studies that we have found, um, a lot of our articles will go out to media outlets who are not necessarily sympathetic towards that type of lifestyle, which is quite interesting, because the articles that we send out, they, they are sympathetic, so you have like a mix, and it's really interesting to read the comments, some are very judgmental, some are very sympathetic. Um, but I is my belief that the more articles that we do, uh, the more it you know it it goes into people's consciousness, uh, and I think the more it gets normalised, uh, which I think is yeah I think we enjoy the fact that that we do that, and you know we feel like we are breaking ground with some of our articles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Go ahead.
8: I was just saying. I mean, the stories you've done with Holly and Michael Bell and John and Jackie Melphy. I mean, they've had they've gone in the Daily Mail, the New York Post, and they've had thousands of shares and. I mean, I think, I think that kind of getting it viral and getting people to talk about it is great. So, I'm
0: proud of the success that you've had with those articles because we've seen them coming and going constantly around. But congratulations. Thank Thanks.
5: you. I, 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 I do... Uh, consider an achievement to sort of help normalize this sort of lifestyle because, as I said, you know, people here are really, really great. Um, they're not freaks, you know, they're, they're really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. your
1: soccer mom next door, it's your just average yeah. person in, who lives in suburbia Absolutely. who's yeah. coming here to just have a good time and meet new friends. Yeah. So, if you were to write an article and tell people about Nadia in Orleans. And explain to them what it's about. What would you say? You've been here three days now. What would you tell them?
8: You know what? I think what's going to speak the most is the photos of the different couples here, Uh because you all look—you know—it's not that you know—it's not like the dominatrix Uh living her with her whip. It's it's you guys and just uh, just just normal people. It's like your
5: neighbors next door, right?
8: Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's what's going to make people kind of make, make, make them think a bit more about it and think, actually, it's not that bad. You know, we're so hesitant the way we're talking about, you know, our fantasies and our sex our sex life. and But, mo- you know, hopefully in, like, five years' time, I think people are going to... If articles like this keep coming out, we won't actually be a bit worried to talk about those things. Right.
1: And, and, and what about your perception of what people are wearing here, especially last night at the White Ball, and tonight's going to be the Steampunk Ball. Then we have a beach party, and we have... A masquerade obviously in New Orleans to do but there were some pretty awesome outfits last night and the heels h- h- what did you think
5: well I've, yeah I've seen some sights uh, <laughs> breasts and bums and what not what what um, yeah I think it's it's awesome yeah you know I'm, I, I believe that um, people should go out and wear whatever they want and you know, shouldn't be judged. And uh, It's a lot of people here doing just that and, and, and enjoying themselves. I
1: think it's great. So as we finish up, how would you summarize what you've seen here for a week and what is going to be your takeaway when you go home and people say, how was it?
5: There's a lot of people fucking each
1: other. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily only each other, yeah. but other people, <laughs> are partners, right? What else?
8: What else would I say?
0: so, how would it affect your relationship? You think is do you there think something? You're a stronger couple now, do you think you're a stronger oh, couple? Oh, a-
8: absolutely, absolutely. I think I think we're definitely going to be a stronger cup- couple after this. It is something we've always wanted to do. We've always been curious about coming to an event like this. And you know, we're a vanilla couple now. He knows. We're, we're only
1: knows. young, you know. He yeah. knows. <laughs> one thing we say is, if you're here at a lifestyle event, you can no longer say you're vanilla. You are yeah. at one extreme of the lifestyle. You might even be vanilla twist.
5: Because there is a return for.
1: Like there half is. There absolutely is. That's what
0: we call vanilla twist.
1: <laughs> so guys, thank you so much for being here. We look forward to speaking to you on Saturday or Sunday thank about. Thank you know, uh, telling you a little bit more about us and our movie and and what we have, um, and just keep living sexy. Thank you very much. And enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah, we will. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Cheers.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right, this is the sexy lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Naughty in New Orleans. Uh,
0: in sorry, in the French Quarter's. We have taken over. Big section of the French Quarters, one full hotel at the uh, Astrakhan Plaza, and also the overflow at the Saint, which is spectacular.
1: And the noise behind us is because we are live here upstairs and everybody's getting ready Tons
0: for of it. parties everywhere, all
1: around us. Absolutely. So um, it was great having um, all our guests on. We had Tessin Bach, uh, Jen Porter. Man, was she amazing. We're so looking forward to um, hearing her in the piano bar. They're going to have dueling pianos. Catherine and John, the uh, queen and king. Who might not be for very long. (laughs) I don't know. We're going to have to restrain her, I think. Um, And then Pasella and Matt, who are just, you know, getting into it and finding out about swinging. They're
0: working here, so they have an opportunity to be here. But it's great that they got to experience it. So thank you, everybody. Until next time, this is The Sexy Lifestyle.
1: And on next week's show, we are going to have... Dee and Sarge from Adult Vacations telling us all about hedonism in Jamaica. And
0: Hedokama Sutra at the end of January 2018.
1: Right, so we are Carolyn David. Thank you for listening to us live. Our apologies for a bit of the noise in the background but um, it was an absolute blast. We have 15 people standing in front of us wanting to buy us a drink. So this is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn David reminding everybody to stay sexy and keep it Happy, healthy, and horny. Until next time, everyone.
0: Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.